ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Gun Rack Sonoran Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I am Drew Poplin. No Joey Upper today. We are still working on the script for our episode on the Battle of Cowpins, which I'm very excited about. A lot of research has gone on to it, but it's been fascinating to learn about. Yes, in fact, me and Joey did go down last weekend to visit the battlefield, and uh, it was great getting to hang out with Joey for a little bit. I don't think me and him have hung out since March. I want to say it was March of this year, so it has been a hot second, so that was lovely. We also got to catch a Carolina Panthers training camp, which, you know, since we're both Panthers fans, that was incredible. But overall, just an awesome day, and we are excited, hopefully next week, to be able to talk about that battle and get to part two of our Southern Battles of the American Revolution series. Today, well, if you can't tell by the title, I'm doing... A very, 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 very list-based episode. Those tend to perform pretty well, which is nice. But also, to be totally honest, we had planned to do the Calpins episode this week. Things came up. Not able to do it today. So last night, I was laying on our futon. And I was thinking to myself, gee, like, what what can I talk about? So I started trying to think of uh, a good top five, top ten list. And then I decided, hey, not why not do a couple top fives? Yeah, give you guys uh, give you guys your time's worth for a full episode. So I'm going to jump into it. Uh, five top fives we're doing today. So the first top five I'm going to share with you is Drew's top five favorite gun rack episodes. Quick note, I'm only including episodes that I've been a part of, which I think at this point is maybe... Only half of them, which is wild to think. And two, I'm not including interview episodes. I love, love, love doing interviews with graduates and you know different business owners. That's one of my favorite parts about the job I have at SDI is getting to do that. And it just didn't feel right ranking people, if that makes sense. And uh, these are in no particular order. Uh, so let's go get started. Episode 117, Guadalcanal. This one is very special to me because I literally spent weeks, if, yeah, I think over a month researching for that episode. And, you know, I've always heard the name Guadalcanal and knew that it was an important battle, but I really didn't know anything about it. And so it was really awesome for me to be able to um, sit down and dive into such depth and detail not all of which was able to of course come out on the podcast episode because hey we're just doing one episode on it but i just learned so much during that so it was very rewarding for me and i hope hopefully for you guys hopefully y'all learned something so number two and number three i'm kind of combining my explanation for both of these into one but it's episodes 101 and episode 147 and that is both of the SDI firearms draft episodes. What can I say about these? 
Well, the first episode, when I pitched it to Joey, it was a complete shot in the dark. We were not sure how it was going to do, not sure if it was going to work. And oftentimes we record an episode when Joey and I record an episode, whether it's together or whether we're taking it solo, either Joey or myself oftentimes will not be 100% satisfied with an episode we did. You know, obviously if we're not, yeah, at a certain point we just stop and, you know, Hey, we need to, let's take this from the beginning. And that is the case most of the time, but Doing that first firearms draft episode, that was one of the few times where after we recorded, we both kind of looked at each other and we're like, whoa, yeah, I think we got something here. That was a pretty solid episode. And so it was nice being on that same page and both of us being completely happy with that. And then bringing it back again this year, it was definitely one of the most laborious episodes that we've done, but I enjoyed every moment of it production wise it's probably the most creative we've been with different sound effects and uh even a random zip fizz commercial it almost felt like a celebration of how far we've come and how the pod how far the podcast has come and of course being able to have all the different people involved this go around was awesome and we're excited for next year's hopefully the next one I want to talk about is episode 104, and that is Fort Stanwix, the fort that never surrendered. This was the first history episode that I did, really the first one that I sort of led that I felt was halfway decent. I had such a fun time learning and creating content from when I had visited Fort Stanwix. That was almost a year and a half ago. Even now, sometimes I still think about how fun that was. How much I enjoyed it and how much you know I wish I could uh do more of that. But I think something else about it is that it was it's not a well-known thing. You know, not many people know about Fort Stanwix. And you know, even if you know about it or if you're a local, knowing all the history behind it and doing that, it sort of sparked an appreciation and an interest in both the French and Indian War. And the American Revolution, which without the Fort Stanwix episode, I don't know if we'd be doing an episode about the Southern battles of the American Revolution. So that's really cool to me. And then the last one, last of my favorites that I'm going to mention is episode 148, very recent one. And that is the top war films of all time, according to Joey. When Joey said, hey, listen, man, I'm going to, I got this episode. Don't worry about it. It was nice kind of having that burden off for a week. And honestly, it was nice being able to sit down and listen to an episode of The Gun Rack and not know what, what's going to be said. It was nice feeling like uh, a listener. Also, the concept was just so... I'm surprised we had not done that at that point because it seemed like such a good episode for us to do that I was shocked that we hadn't done it yet. So those were my five favorite Gunwreck episodes. Now I'm going to get a little spicy. I'm going to tell you my top five least favorite Gunwreck episodes. And the same thing, the same you know parameters or whatever I had uh, for my favorite episodes apply to this one. So I don't want to talk about any episodes that I wasn't a part of because, you know, I'm just giving you my perspective on it. So... This first one, it, it kind of saddens me because this was only a couple episodes ago, but episode 
154 old Salem gunsmithing. Uh, and this was one that I just felt like our energy was completely off. Both of us were exhausted and it felt like a labor to record, which is sad because if I remember correctly, that was one of the first ones in a while that both Joey and I did together. And so I remember being excited for the episode, but when the day came to record, we were both just, we were pooped. And I think we kind of mailed in that episode. You know, that's something that neither of us like to do. Next one was episode 87, Firearms Ahead of Their Time and Introducing Drew Poplin, Marketing Contractor Extraordinaire. Uh, <laughs> the title itself is embarrassing enough to me because I uh, definitely did not feel like an extraordinaire. It was my first episode of the show, and I was so nervous, guys. When we sat down to record, I knew already that I didn't know much. And I was not excited about the prospect of doing a podcast when I didn't know much. Uh, luckily, that was something me and Joey kind of were able to end up playing off of, especially for those first couple episodes while I was building up my knowledge. I wasn't a complete noob, of course, but it sort of felt like it. You know, when you do a podcast, you feel like you should be an authority on the subject. And granted, I don't think either Joey or myself would say we're authorities on any subject we talk about, but uh, we work hard and we do research. So that was that one. Uh, just four episodes later is the next one, episode 91, St. Valentine's Day Tommy Gun Special. Again, I was still really new to the show. And if I remember, I kind of led that episode and it was one of the first ones that I led. And it was so painful for me because you know, I had to listen back and just analyzing every mistake I made. I was just very insecure about doing that. And it didn't perform very well. And, you know, I kind of beat myself up about it for a little bit. But at the same time, I mean, honestly, with most of these, they served as good learning moments, good teaching moments, and served as examples in ways that I could get better. Next one I'm going to talk about is episode 131, Honoring the Heroes of Pearl Harbor. Uh, this was another one like the Old Salem gunsmithing one where our energy just wasn't as high as it normally is. Our chemistry was a bit off that day, it felt like, which, you know, is a shame, you know, because those days happen when you do a podcast, that's natural. But when you're doing an episode about the heroes of Pearl Harbor, you want to bring your A game. And I just felt like I didn't bring mine. And then finally, we have episode 140, Drew's Great American Outdoor Show recap. Um, yeah, I think it's been long enough since the show happened. I didn't really enjoy going to that show. Uh, the hours were long. Some of the people I met were kind of rude. And I was a newlywed man, so I yeah, I missed my wife. It was kind of the first time we were apart for that long. It wasn't the greatest business trip or uh, show experience that I ever had. Not to say it was all bad, of course. Like there was definitely some positives and some cool things. Uh, and I tried to talk about those. But yeah, it was just weird doing an episode on a show and feeling like, okay, like I don't want to dunk on the show because it's not the show's fault. But it was something, you know, I just 
didn't really care to talk about, but I knew I needed to talk about. So I talked about it. <laughs> if that makes any sense whatsoever. So those were my least favorite Gunwreck episodes. I think the common theme between most of those is not being totally happy with the final product, with how the episode turned out. And, you know, that's okay. Because uh, not every episode you do is going to be incredible. Some of my favorite podcasts, you know, there's episodes where I can't listen to them because it's just not good. And that's okay, you know. Again, just things to continue to learn from and to grow from. So our next top five list is top five fascinating battles of the last 200-ish years or so, according to me. Note, I'm only choosing one battle per conflict. So for example, I couldn't choose the Battle of the Bulge and Guadalcanal on the list. Yeah, I'd have to pick one. And also, you know, some of these maybe encapsulate an entire campaign rather than just one battle. The lines blur with two of these, but they're just really, really long battles. So the first one for me is the Battle of Stalingrad, which of course took place during World War II. I remember in college watching a documentary about Stalingrad and wondering to myself, geez, this is incredible. Why has no one made a movie about it? And then I realized that Enemy at the Gates existed. Uh, but but you know what? I don't like that movie. I think it is incredibly overrated. Jude Law is totally hit or miss for me. And um, I think there is still room for someone to make an HBO Band of Brothers style series about the Battle of Stalingrad. And I think it would be incredible. I know HBO Max or whatever it's called now, definitely struggling with sales lately. So, um, hey, just throwing it out there, that might not be a bad idea. The second battle is the Battle of Antietam during the American Civil War. And I think to me, the intriguing element of this battle is the environment. Just look at pictures of the battlefield. You have the image of the soldiers fighting in these rows of corn. And also, it was the battle that essentially gave Abraham Lincoln the confidence or where he allowed himself the opportunity to issue his preliminary emancipation proclamation. The next battle, uh, number three, is Waterloo, which we all know a lot about, but it's hard not to include a battle that quite possibly decided the entire fate of Europe. Combine that with uh, some of the tactics that were employed during the battle. I mean, it's one of the most famous battles of all time for a reason. Number four, the Battle of the Somme, which happened during World War One. The sheer scale of this battle is incredible. And the fact that it took place over the course of, let me see, it, it took place between the 1st of July and 18th of November in 1916. It's one of the most quintessential battles of the entire war. And um, to be real with you guys, World War One is a little bit of a blind spot in terms of my understanding of military history. But it is something where I'm very excited to get around to learning more about World War One battles. And finally, uh, number five, the Battle of Sandawana uh, during the Anglo-Zulu War. I think I mentioned this when I was doing my favorite war films of all time. This was the battle that predated the battle that happened in the movie Zulu. This was like the first major encounter 
of the Anglo-Zulu war between the British and the Zulus. And you have this, yeah, I don't want to say primitive because that has a negative connotation sometimes, but I mean, let's, let's call it like it is the Zulus were severely disadvantaged in terms of their, the technology of their weaponry. I mean, they were fighting with shields and spears and they were facing the might of the British Empire, and it's sort of that classic tale of a of an opponent underestimating their opposition and paying dearly for it. And um, still, fascinating battle. Definitely look it up if you've never heard of it. So, our fourth top five list is going to be top five tips for summer carry. You know, we did spring carry, we did winter carry. I think we did autumn carry. I'm not sure if we did or not. But realized, hey, we need to do an episode about summer concealed carry. So here's my five quick tips for that. Uh, number one, choose your clothes wisely. Uh, if you want to avoid firearm printing, fellas, maybe it's best to leave the short shorts at home. I do have two words for you, though. Cargo shorts. Cargo shorts. Invest in a pair. They're going to they're gonna help a lot. Two, I would go with a Kydex holster over a leather holster. I love leather holsters. They're incredibly comfortable, always comfortable. But in the summer, especially where you know I'm at, the weather is very hot and very humid. And leather, sometimes from the humidity and from the sweat, can get sticky. Kind of want to avoid that. So this is pretty good Kydex weather, I would say. Number three, go with a smaller firearm. Because you're presumably wearing less clothing, or at least fewer layers, that makes it harder to conceal, harder than it is, say, in the wintertime. So not a bad idea to go with a smaller firearm, especially if you're wearing like shorts or something. Number four, be wary of chafing. Get yourself either a compression shirt to wear under your main one, which for your main shirt, you want to avoid thick material. Go with something that's like a more breathable fabric. Or to also help avoid chafing, baby powder. Tried, tested, and it's true. And number five, this is my, personally my favorite tip and the tip that inspired the whole list. Avoid the sun. Stay inside. Become a hermit throughout the span of June to August like I have. So that was your tips for summer concealed carry. You're welcome. You're welcome, you guys. And then the last list, um, somewhat more of a serious note, uh, top five tips on running a podcast. Not that I'm an expert on any of this, you guys, but have done it for a little bit of time. And um, these are just some of the things that I've learned from doing the gun rack. So number one, if you are recording with more than one person over Zoom or you know, something similar like that, uh, like if you are in different places in recording, make sure each party is wearing headphones. Otherwise, you're getting the audio that bleeds from the other's speaker, and that's going to go into the microphone, cause a little bit of feedback. It's not going to sound good. So make sure you both are wearing headphones. It's kind of important. Two, it's also another hardware tip. I don't want to say the kind of mic you use is unimportant. Obviously, if you can get your hands on a good condenser microphone, then that's going to be fantastic. But I think more important than the microphone is the other factors in your environment that you can't control. So, for example, things like mic placement. 
I'm speaking right here. Uh, this is normally about where we have the mic. And sometimes we like to experiment and see if we can do better. But, you know, if I'm speaking right here, it has a totally different effect than if I speak louder from further back. So stuff like that, you know, has a big influence on your vocal quality proximity effect. Also, are you recording in a room where the air conditioner is running? These condenser mics, they are very sensitive. And if you have air that's flowing throughout your room, it's going to pick it up. It's going to create more noise and you don't want that. Something I've yet to do, but I would uh, like to do when I have a more permanent living situation is soundproofing the room. Uh, just really giving yourself a good foundation for recording. In my opinion, things like that are more important than what kind of microphone you're using. So three, transcription software is a lifesaver. Most of us doing these podcasts, we are not professionals. We are not professional speakers. We say things like, like, um, uh, you know, we make all these, we all had these weird vocal tics and quirks in our speech. And you might not realize that you have it until you sit down to edit your first episode. So having a transcription software that shows you, oh, I say it here and here and here and here and here. Having something like that makes it easier to spot those words and noises and you can edit those out. At the Gun Rack, we use a software called Descript. Last time I checked, it is free to download. That is D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T. Check them out. Uh, big fan of them. Number four, make sure when you start a podcast, it is something that you are very passionate about. If you're doing it on firearms or military history or football or whatever, if you're not passionate about it, one, it's going to wear you down very quickly. The novelty of running your own podcast is going to wear out very quickly. And then once you get to episode 20 and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore, then you know, was it worth it? And number two, if you're not passionate about what you're talking about, in my opinion, it comes out as when you're listening to it. You can tell if you're talking about something that you're bored of, if you're, but if you're really engaged with a certain topic and have a passion for it, I think that comes out as well. So that could be twofold. Number five, if you're starting a podcast with somebody else, make sure you both have a good rapport and good on-air chemistry with each other. It is easy for two people to read off a pre-recorded script. But in my opinion, what makes a good podcast is that element of camaraderie and connection between hosts. That is a podcast where there is actually host. You know, sometimes there's podcasts where it's just one single person, and that's fine. And just because someone is knowledgeable or outgoing about a given topic doesn't necessarily mean that you guys are going to work well with each other and you guys can like each other a lot like you guys could be best friends but just because you guys are our best friends with someone doesn't necessarily mean that you have good on-air chemistry and that's something that you figure out as you're recording as you're listening back and doing editing 
but I'd like to think some of my favorite moments that we've had on the gun rack, or at least for myself, some of my favorite moments and some of the ones that have worked the best. And I feel like most confident in the podcast is when Joey and I get off script and we just talk to each other normally, like we would do if we weren't doing a podcast. Sometimes something maybe goes wrong and one of us has a witty response and it's funny and it's genuine. And those are the moments that make podcasting worth it. And I know I was doing a bunch of top fives. I'm going to throw a wrench into it and throw out an extra tip for this one. Don't get into podcast for fame. There are so many podcasts that are out there right now especially in the last five or so years, it's really taken off as a, as a form of media. So if you're trying to get famous, there's probably easier ways to go about it. But if you like the podcast format and you do it because you enjoy, it ties back into number four about having passion for uh, your subject. Do it because you enjoy it. Do it because you are passionate about it and want to share that passion with people. And so that is my last top five slash top six. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, speaking of passionate subjects, I have grown to be very, 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 very interested in the Battle of Calpins and the American Revolution as a whole. I don't know how it happened, but I suspect the Fort Stanwix episode has something to do with it, but I'm finding myself trying to learn more and more about uh, the battles and the political factors that were happening during that time. Some awesome stuff, some fascinating stories, and I am excited to be able to share those with you. So until next time, that has been the Gun Rack. Have fun, stay safe, and we will see you at the range. Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DEAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.